Hello everybody, it's Andrew Katz again. We're here to talk about some more Get Hyped and what to get hyped about. With me again is my good friend from California, Mr. Doug Hampton. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. And today we're going to be talking about not Game of Thrones, but something else that's pretty big out there. Um, not just one specific... Not just one. What is what is bigger than Game of Thrones, though? Oh well, I think something that's bigger than Game of Thrones is something that's been going on for a long time, and that is something little known as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right, that is pretty big. That, yeah, that, that's pretty big. I think. Um, now, if you're not aware of what exactly the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, um, basically, back in 2008, Marvel Studios decided to. Um, make all their films kind of connected as such with the comic, the comic books are. There's the comic universe and then there's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, starting back with Iron Man in 2008, they decided to collect, make all these films that each one was kind of connected in its own different universe. And since 2008, they have made 16 films, believe it or not. Um, just, and each one is just I mean, say what you want about the film, some of them might be hit or miss, but each one has been positively reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, pretty much entertaining overall, and just great film. And it's just, overall, it's just like an amazing accomplishment that they have done with Kevin Feige at the lead, just making all these films, producing all these films, um, starting all the way back in 2008 with Iron Man. And I, I mean, I know when I first saw Iron Man, I was like, is this, you know, you never would have thought that this went somewhere. Like, I think you saw Iron Man before me at first, and you're just like, dude, this film's actually, like, amazing. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing Iron Man being, like, I didn't have much expectation of it, but coming out of it being like, wow, that was a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, I remember seeing the trailers, and I was like, oh, it's just, it's just Tony Stark. It's just Robert Downey Jr. flying around in a, in a iron suit. What's so cool about that? And then I left it, and I was like, whoa. That was actually... Yeah. That was really good. Um, and then they just continued to make such an interesting... Like, there was, so there's different phases with Marvel that's going on. Like, there's phase, there was phase one, which was introducing basically all the characters. Um, so uh, they, yeah, that was mainly the origin stories. Yeah, so they had Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Captain America all leading up to the first Avengers film. And then... The, right, that was, that was the end of Phase 1. It was the Avengers right, then in there was, 2012. Then there was Phase 2, which brought in... Uh, I think Iron Man 2 is actually still in Phase 1. Um, it is. Yeah, and then there was Iron, Phase 2, which had Iron Man 3. Um, we had the Captain America and Thor sequels, which I think were particularly even better than the original. Thor 2, I don't know. That was a little... Hit or miss, but Captain America: Winter Soldier, I very much enjoyed. Um, I, I think a lot of people agree that that's probably the favorite Marvel film. Um, it, it it's a lot of people's favorite. It's not my favorite though. What would you say is your favorite Marvel? That is a great question. Uh, I would probably say Guardians of the Galaxy. Actually, Guardians is great. It's probably my second favorite. One or two, you think? I haven't seen the second one yet. Oh, you haven't seen the second one? Oh, my God. No, um, I haven't seen the second one, and I haven't seen uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming either. So uh, I haven't seen the two most recent of the M's of the MCU right now. Oh, you're missing out. Uh, Guardians 2 is great. I think Guardians... 
from what I've heard, I'm gonna really like Guardians too. Yeah, Guardi- I think Guardians two personally is better. Uh, I, th- I think there, there's some people that kind of enjoyed the originality of the first one just because no one knew what was going on with it. It was just like yeah. Because at this point, we, they've all done superhero films that are pretty like well known, like Captain America and, and Iron Man, Hulk, and Thor. Like we all know these people. Then they started bringing out newer characters like Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man, um, which aren't newer characters but lesser known characters. And yeah, lesser known. Especially with Guardians because it's it's that was a, one that like almost no one knew about except for like hardcore comic. Right, fans. and then even in the like the original Guardians of the Galaxy comic is nothing like what the movie was. It, it was restarted, I think, in the early two thousands as what it is today. Um, so even like an old comic book reader may not be familiar with what exactly the movie was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. So then that's considered with I think that's Phase Three, right? Which one, Guardians, the yeah. first one? Yeah, that's Phase Two. That came out right after Winter Soldier. Okay, um, yeah, so then we have, so Phase 2 consists of Iron Man 3, Thor 2, Winter Soldier, Gardens Galaxy, Age of Ultron, second Avengers film, and then Ant-Man. And then, uh, so Ant-Man ends a Phase 2. And then Phase 3 consists yes. of Captain America Civil War, which came out last year, Doctor Strange, which came out last year, Gardens of the Galaxy 2, which came out this year, and then the last one to come out, Spider-Man Homecoming. Later this year, we have... Uh, actually, we only have one more this year. Thor Ragnarok coming out in November. Um, which I'm pretty excited for, I think. That one looks like uh, it's going to be amazing. That one looks... It definitely looks like the best Thor film. Um, and it looks... Thor's been interesting because it's, it's a story they... Out of all the all Marvel movies have kind of been funny. Um, have like a, mm-hmm. a good line of humor behind it. Thor has been very funny because I think they knew they couldn't take it at all seriously so they just tried to make it very funny and Ragnarok yeah. just looks just downright hilarious um, anything you make with the Hulk being funny is definitely going to be good um, so out of this year, so you've just have you seen Doctor Strange? I've seen Doctor Strange yeah did you like that? uh there's things I liked about it and there's things I didn't like about it. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's totally like weird because it's like out of place, but it's not. Would you say it was very strange? It was very strange. It's very strange. I hate you. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah, so I'm just an interesting one because like I love Benedict Cumberbatch, but just like, how is he going to fit in? to this world like i i can't wait to see him like get put into the world yeah it's like in the next uh avengers probably yeah so the next avengers film coming up is avengers infinity war and if you're unfamiliar with the story of how the infinity war is is there's a big bad baddie called thanos that um basically there's everything has been leading up to this event since iron man one um, I mean, Iron Man one. The first time I, I think that everything's been leading up to this event since uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, because that was when the Tesseract was first introduced. That was like, the first Infinity Stone, but they have been leading up to it since the first Iron Man, because at the end of the first Iron Man is when you first meet Nick Fury. When you meet Nick Fury, which introduces the Avengers, so everything's been leading which up, up to the Avengers, which leads up to the Infinity Stones. Right, and then the end of the Avengers one is when you first see Thanos. 
Um, so that was back in 2012. So they've been planning this since either, arguably between 2008 and 2012, they've been planning the Infinity mm-hmm. War, which is just crazy that, like, this whole studio has had this whole detailed thing planned out. But basically, if you're unfamiliar with the Infinity Stones, um, they're, they're basically uh, four five different stones. Five, right? It is five, I believe. It might yeah. be six. Uh, let's see, there's, there's mind, space, time. Uh, blah, 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 blah. There's six. It's space, mind, reality, power, soul, and time. Right, so basically, at that point, whoever possesses all six of the stones can put them into what's called the Infinity Gauntlet, which will make them basically mm-hmm. omniscient. They are unstoppable. And this has been Thanos' quest since um, since Avengers 1, and then I think Guardians of the Galaxy is when they started to mention how he really wants to collect the stones. And then, um, I forget which film had the post credit scene where he was going to grab the gauntlet. Um... Do you remember that? No. There's one post-credit scene where he grabs the gauntlet. It might be Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. Um, you see him actually take the gauntlet, and he's like, "I'll do it myself." Um, and then, so Infinity War is supposed to be it's originally supposed to be a part one and two, and they decided to make it just a plain film. And there's going to be another Avengers film at, to follow. Um, so Good, because I'm sick of them dividing up movies. Yeah, I think I think they realize. Everyone's kind of get tired of that, um, but I mean, it's also on the same side. No one's been getting tired of these comic book movies. Every one is just always top of the box office, and it's kind of crazy. Well, yeah, there's that, but there's also the fact that most of these movies can stand uh, like on their own. It's just their own individual movie, right? But some of them, you kind of have to have actually seen the other movies to understand what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Like like Infinity War. So Infinity War is going to feature... Right, exactly. Infinity War is probably going to be a good example of that. You can't really have that be a standalone film. You kind of need to see at least the other Avenger films. Right, because Infinity War is going to feature every single comic superhero comic book character that we have seen in these films. So it's going to have Iron Man. It's going to have the Hulk. It's going to have Thor. It's going to have Captain America. It's going to have... Um, Ant-Man, it's going to have Doctor Strange, it's going to have Spider-Man, it's going to have Black Panther, Black Widow, uh, you name them. If, they, if they've shown up in this movie and they're still alive, they're going to be in Infinity War, which is just kind of crazy to think about how many people are going to be sharing the screen. Um, that's, that's, but, is it too, but is it too many people? Well, yeah, that's what I first thought about the first Avengers. I was like, man, there's going to be six people. Like, back when I thought with six was going to be too much. Um, let me see if I can pull up the cast real quick to see who exactly is in this film. For Infinity War? Yeah, so we got Robert Downey Jr., obviously he's Iron Man. Josh Brolin is Thanos. Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. Tom Hiddleston is Loki, is in it. Uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Jeremy Renner is Hawkeye. Elizabeth Olsen as the Scarlet Witch, Sebastian Stan as uh, Bucky Barnes' Winter Soldier, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, um, Paul Bettany as Vision, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, um, uh, Colby Smulders as Maria Hill, uh, Benedict Benedict Wrong from Wong um, from Doctor Strange is going to be in it. Zoe and all the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in it. Zoe Saldana as Karen Gillian, Vin Diesel, Dave Bautista, Robert Bradley Cooper. And um, uh, what you may call him, Chris Pratt, Scarlett Johansson, Benicio de Toro, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, Anthony Mackie as Falcon, um, 
and yeah, even John Cheadle as well in War Machine. So all these people are going to be in Infinity War, which is just like <laughs> it's an insane amount of people. An, How long is that movie going to be? It's probably going to be two and a half hours. They've all been around two and a half hours to three to three hours. But just, it's an insane amount of people. And thinking, how how are they going to accumulate all these people? Because most of them have, with the exception of Doctor Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy, everyone has interacted with one another in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Strange, they have mentioned the Avengers, um, but he's been separated from them. And Yeah, he was on his own for that. Right, I think they mentioned a few times the Avengers Guard... The world from earthly matters, we guard it from other matters. And then, um, Guardians of the Galaxy is just, you could almost argue it's in its own universe because it really hasn't been referenced at all with Earth at all. I don't think. Well, yeah, because it really is, like, literally in its own universe. Right. Or in its own galaxy, at least. Right. So that's what I'm kind of excited about how the Guardians are going to meet up with the Avengers. Right. How are they going to get to Earth? Right. And. Well, I guess, I guess what ties them up is is Thanos because, um, Gamora. Well, yeah, because they, because uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's where the one of the stones was. Uh, that which stone? One of the guy. The who who is the villain in that? In the first one, Zand, Zandar. Yeah, Zandar yeah. wants the stone. He had the he had the power stone. So that's really what's gonna link them because. Who has it? Novacor, they have it. Well, no, he, they gave it to the collector, who's uh, Benicio de Toro, um, to guard. And they also gave him uh, the um, the ether, which is the uh, from Thor Thor two, which I forget what stone that is. So he's got he has in his possession two of the Infinity Stones. I thought that they gave it back to. I thought they gave it to Novacor after the collector's place was like blown up. Oh, they may have. That I'm confused. It the stones are kind of all over the place, so how oh, yeah. how they're all gonna accumulate within? Because I was, that's also my next question is really when are they going to bring the stones out? Like, so we got two more films before the stones are brought up. I don't think the stones are really gonna come into place with Black Panther, which comes out in February. Um. I think the stones definitely got to come up with Thor Ragnarok. I think they they said the last stone will be revealed with Thor Ragnarok, um, so that means mm-hmm. with, that means they're just all going to be coming out in uh, Infinity War. So that's going to be something I'm. I don't know how they're gonna play it out because it, it, there's so much that has to happen in this film. They all have to meet up together and then fight. That like, there can't be no time for nonsense in that film. Right, yeah. There's, but like there has to be. Right, I mean, it's you can't still, just have two and a half hours of just nonstop action. Right, I mean, it's still gotta be funny. I mean, it's the it's the Russo brothers who are directing it, who did Winter Soldier and um, S- Civil War, which they're they're pretty. I know Josh Whedon kind of backed out because he was getting kind of tired of doing it. He was supposed to direct Infinity War originally, and then he kind of dropped mm-hmm. out because he he think he got too overwhelmed with. It. Uh, there was the joke that Adrian Ultron like made him quit directing, and Adrian Ultron broke Josh Whedon because they just pushed too much on him. Like you have to make this film and also set up Phase Three completely while we're doing it. 
Right, because Age of Ultron is really the thing that, uh, even though Ant Man is the last film in Phase Two, Age of Ultron is really the one that like boosts them into Phase Three. Right. Because um, well, Ant Man is almost its own. It's almost its own standalone film. Right. What? Uh, there's just there's just that part where he interacts with uh, the Falcon. Yeah. At the Avengers like stronghold. Well, Ant Man makes like the most common, most sense out of all of them because it's the one point when they're like. I think we should call the Avengers. And it's the first time they've been like, finally, somebody realizes that the Avengers should come and help. Yeah. Um, I, I think Ant-Man personally is probably the weakest of all the films. Um, I think it could have been really great if Edgar Wright stayed on to direct it. It could have possibly made it the best one. Maybe I'm just... You, you, think, you think Ant-Man is the weakest of all the films? Not the first Incredible Hulk? No, I like that. You didn't like that one? The thing I had, the issue I had with the Incredible Hulk, is that Iron Man had just come out like a month before, and then the Incredible Hulk comes out, and it's almost the exact same story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when you look at the first films of, so Incredible Hulk and Iron Man two are the first two to follow Iron Man. Um, neither one of them are really that great. Actually, Iron Man two might be my least favorite out of all the Marvel films, but I, I enjoyed Incredible Hulk, maybe just because I liked the cast. Um, it does have a very mm-hmm. bland story. I think they learned their lesson, and they're like, you know what, we can't make a standalone movie with the Hulk. It's a little too difficult, because <laughs> it's the Hulk. Like, he works well in Thor Ragnarok, because uh, Thor is still the main character. Um, and they're actually getting the Hulk to talk in Thor 3, which is kind of great. Um, but back in Thor Incredible Hulk, um, it, it was just kind of bland. So I agree that it's kind of, it was kind of lame, but I, I still enjoy, I, I enjoyed Edward Norton's performance. And I feel like, um, it's hard to argue who you think the better one would be. Is it Edward Norton or would it be, um, um, oh wow. I forgot his name. Uh, Mark Ruffalo and who, Mark like, Ruffalo, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who the better and... Bruce Banner is. I think, I think I, I say Mark Ruffalo. I mean, I like Mark Ruffalo's kind of mousy appeal with it, but I like the Edward Norton's, like, scrawny. Like, he was definitely a nice Bruce Banner because Bruce Banner's supposed to look like a little pimpsqueak compared to what the Hulk really is. Um, but I like Mark Ruffalo's kind of, like, mousy, I don't want to hurt anyone type thing. Um, but there's just... So uh, so what do you think is your favorite Marvel film? Oh, yeah, I already asked you. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, you already asked. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I already man. asked you. Guardians of the Galaxy. Jeez. Um, what do you like so much about Guardians? Because it's like, it's not just one genre. That movie has like everything I want. It's a superhero movie. It's a prison break movie. It's a, uh, it's a pirate adventure. It's, it's just like everything I want. The only thing that it needs is dragons. And then I'm (laughs) set. Yeah, I don't think there's any dragons in these comic book movies. Look, man, I love dragons. Let's talk to Marvel. Let's get them to put some dragons in Infinity War, and that will be my favorite. Well, maybe with so I don't know. We're gonna get Ant Man after Infinity War. We're getting Ant Man and the Wasp. So I don't think there's any dragons in that, but they're flying around, so they're kind of like dragons. Well, in actually in Thor Ragnarok, there could be dragons because in Norse mythology, there's dragons that like bring about Ragnarok. Oh. So there could be there could be something with dragons in Ragnarok. There could be. I, I just love everything about the promotion for Ragnarok. It, like, 
Um, when you when you look at the, the the poster for Ragnarok, it's like bright and colorful and looks like a comic book compared to what like other ones have been. It's just kind of like bore like bland looking. Like I think the most bland thing about the Marvel universe is the music. There's all the music just kind of forgettable. Um, and when you look at all the the cover posters for these films, it's like aren't these supposed to be comic book movies? They should be colorful, right. eye catching. And when you look at the the cover for Thor Ragnarok, it just it just like breathes fun. Like the the the, the trailer was cool. Like it had like a cool like sixties vibe with it. Like it, it felt a lot like Garden of the Galaxy actually because um, it had like a lot of like techno disco style with it and um, all like the fluorescent light colors. And I don't know. I, I'm just so excited for this movie. I can't even. I don't even know where to begin with Ragnarok. When's this movie about? November. November. It's too far away. Too far away. And then after, still in Phase Three, we're gonna get Captain Marvel, starting starring Brie Larson, which would be pretty cool. Um, in 2019. So that's a that's a long ways. That's off. that's a ways away. And then, and then a final. And then another Avengers film. And then another Avengers film. Um, in May of 2019, and then that will end Phase Three. Uh, so then, I thought there was only supposed to be three phases. Well, there's gonna be the post three phase, and they're gonna keep making these movies to the day people stop seeing them. Because um, after Phase Three, um, the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel will be coming out, which will be in 2019. So there won't be another okay. Spi- there won't be another Spider-Man film in, for another three years. Um, so at that point, the actor Tom Holland's got to be like thirty-five. Um, <laughs> same problem every other Peter Parker has been having. And then Garden of the Galaxy Volume Three will be coming out sometime after that. The uh, release date hasn't been announced. So, but there's been a lot of speculation that when Infinity War ends, or I'm not sure if Infinity War or Avengers Four will. I think they're being shot at the same time, so I'm assuming that Infinity War, Avengers Four, will ultimately end many of the mainstream comic book characters. Um, I think like uh, I think Robbie Downey Jr. will be doing this until the day he dies. Um, not not starring. I think there's not going to be any more standalone Iron Man films, but I think he's just going to be showing up in these films and collecting the. I picture. hope not. I'm bored with Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Robert Downey Jr. and I, I like his performance. Um, but he's... I like Robert Downey Jr. too. But after the first Iron Man, I didn't really care about his other ones. Yeah, the other two Iron Man films weren't that great, and he—he's—he I mean, was really good in Civil War, I thought. And I, 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 yes, I, I like him better just kind of showing up in films that not, aren't his. Some people like to call that one uh, Iron Man Four. <laughs> It was, I think, in, in, and I actually you see Captain. I was gonna say you see Iron Man first in the film, but you see Captain America first. It, it felt more yeah, like a, it felt more like a Avengers movie than a Captain America movie. Oh because... yeah, well yeah, it seemed a little bit more like a, especially since that is when you get even more of the superheroes crossing over right. in a Captain America film as opposed to an Avengers film. Right. Um, yeah, I mean that that featured everyone with the exception of the Guardians and Thor and Doctor Strange and the Hulk. Um, so right, they get they gave like some like throwaway lines why Thor couldn't come. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, uh, I think they show what was the post credit scene. It had um uh, for Civil have, War. It didn't have the it didn't have the Hulk in that one. I forgot. Uh, what was it? Uh, Iron Man three had the Hulk in the end of it. It was just Bruce Banner talking. Yeah. Um, 
So I mean, it was post credit scene. It was close. Let me see. Post credit scene the Civil War had. Uh, oh, it was uh, it was with Peter Parker and um. Back, oh back right, at home. setting up for Spider Man. Right. Homecoming, which is also Iron Man four. As yes. I've heard, well, I have not seen it. He, he's not he's not in it as much as he would do with Civil War. It, it's very much Tom Holland's film as Peter Parker, who I think arguably might be the best Peter Parker. It, it's hard to beat out Toby, and I, I think Toby McGuire was such a great Peter Parker. I think Spider Man two, Spider Man Homecoming, and Spider Man two, the original Spider Man two, are probably the best. They're they're a contender. I, I mean, for the longest time, I already said Spider Man two was probably the greatest comic book movie ever made. Um, and Homecoming is really close to it. I, I'm not sure if it beats it, but I, I very much enjoyed every second of Spider-Man Homecoming. It's probably, dare I say, mm, the, it's, I don't think it's the best of the... So actually, you know what? Don't you dare. Don't you dare. It might be the best MCU film because... The Spider-Man way, Homecoming? Yeah, because what it has over Winter Soldier is is the comedy. It, it's just such a... F- fun film to watch like I got it's hard to compare with Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier is much more of a dramatic story that has well you don't have to convince me with Winter Soldier because I don't like Winter Soldier ah but it's so good Uh, it might actually be it might actually be one of my least favorite what ah you don't know what you're talking about Winter Soldier I am entitled to my own opinions What I, what I love so much about Winter Soldier is it, it it's not a comic book movie. It it had it features comic book characters that feature a normal dramatic plot, and that's maybe what, that's why I don't like it. And that's what I like about it because anybody could watch this movie without having seen another comic book film, and it's just it's just a good film to watch, and that's why I like right. it. Right. But when you compare it to it's hard to compare it to Spider Man Homecoming because I I would first classify Spider Man Homecoming as a comedy. And then an action film, so it, they're hard to compare the two. But I, I would rank them both very high in the list, um, followed by probably Guardians of the Galaxy two, which both of which you haven't seen yet. Yes, true. You're telling me you're telling me that the ones I haven't seen are probably the best currently. They're, they're probably, so I should probably yeah. go watch. Yeah, probably yeah. should go watch them. You gotta get. I mean, that's been out since May. Guardians two. Well, it's about to come out on DVD, so I'll just wait until August 22nd. Oh, a little promotional DVD there? Not sponsored. <laughs> Not sponsored by Marvel, even though I'm sure they love our free promotion right now. Um, let me look over all the directors that we've had here. So I always, I always got to look back and think, John Favreau, the man that started it all. John Favreau, yeah. It started out with, with uh, Iron Man with 1. Iron Man. And it's just like, did, did he have any idea what he was getting himself into with this? Um, and he's in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's still very much involved. He's not directing anymore. Um, he only directed two of the films. Um, but he, I, just, I just love his character. I think I think Marvel is just keeping him around simply because he started the whole thing. Because I think when you look at the... the let me see when you look at the uh, the reception of everything... I think Iron Man is still probably the highest reviewed. Um, I wonder if they list it all here. Mm, I don't think they do. 
Which one? Iron Man. I think that's still probably the highest rated one on Rotten Tomatoes. Guardians of the Galaxy might have it beat. Um, I would have thought the first Avengers would have beaten it, but... They're both in the 90s. A lot of these have been in the 90s, I know that. Um, yeah, I know that. I think the the lower, in the lower ranks, I know off the top of my head, Thor, um, Captain America, Thor 2. I think Thor 2 is actually the lowest ranked... Um, Marvel film. Probably. Not a single one of them fell under 60%, which is pretty incredible to think when you compare it to like um, DC's cinematic universe and only one of them has been over 60%. It, it, yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of bizarre. So, like the, the differences between Marvel and like DC just doesn't seem to know what to do with their films. And with Wonder Woman, they, they finally, I think they got something right. And that was, Keep Zach... Wonder Woman was great. Wonder Woman was so much fun, and I think what they what they did right was keep Zack Snyder as far away from that film as possible. Pretty much only, yeah. It seems like he kind of took over the end because I think that's my weakest part of Wonder Woman was the fight scene. Um, but besides that, Wonder Woman was it felt like a Marvel film because it was it was fun to watch and it was really cool. Like it was like really colorful. Every DC film has mm. been like dark and undersaturated and just kind of loaded down with like politics. It's like should... that's just his that's just his style, though. right? But it's like also it's like Superman should he be involved in politics? It's like that's not what I don't want to go see a comic book movie about. I don't want to see Superman go to Congress and talk to the president. <laughs> like that's not that's not my idea idea of an entertaining film. Um, and DC, I mean Marvel has kind of just. Ignore it. They, they never started doing that. They they started these first before DC had their universe. Um, I mean, Iron Man came out, and then I think two months later, The Dark Knight came out. Um, so, where Christopher Nolan wasn't released, really, he didn't really start a cinematic universe yet with DC. He kind of kicked off DC's um, comic book rant, like, start. And then what would proceed from that was a lot of bad films because they were all trying to copy Christopher Nolan's style of dark filmmaking mm-hmm. um, while Marvel kind of kept on the straight path. But Thor 2, The Dark World, has a 66 on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's it's a one above. The second Thor? Yeah. Wow. So I think that's that has to be the worst it's rating. It's probably the worst. It's probably any, the worst. Anything under a 65 would be a negative um, score. It's and, an F. I, yeah. Failing grade. Uh, well, Ant Man. 66 is still passing, though. It's a D minus. No, 65 still passing, too. Well, Ant Man actually had an 81. That's surprisingly higher than I thought. Because it's, it's, uh, it's better than you think it is, man. Because it's, it's written by Edgar Wright still, and then they just got in there and messed it all up. It, it would have been so much better if Edgar Wright directed that film. Um, actually, I actually read in the interview that Edgar Wright refuses to watch it because it's like his wife that divorced him and he doesn't want to go back to see his wife. <laughs> like that's his relationship with that man. Um, and then probably I'm going to, I'm going to guess the next lowest ranked film. is probably going to be between Iron Man two and Thor. Iron Man two has a 72 and the original Thor has a, I'm going to say 75, 77. That was close. So Phase One actually features probably the weakest of the films. I believe um, it because I'm looking at them right now, and the the only one that really stands out is Iron Man, 
and then the Avengers. Yeah, it's, oh, and Captain, and Captain America. Well, Captain America, I think, was in the 70s, too, so it was rather reviewed average. Um, yeah, so it started strong. And it well, because pretty... it it's another origin story, and it's yeah. kind of like how many – like you have to do – kind of have to do them, but – how many can you do? Well, I think Iron Man... Uh, first, Captain America suffered because it... It was, like, three different montages that just kind of glossed over every battle that he was in. And I was like, that's not what people want to see. And they just kind of glossed over everything and just went straight to the end. Um, so that that had a mediocre rating. But with... So, uh, Winter Soldier had an 89%. So they really dropped... Jumped up to what it was before. Um, 89 I thought that was a lot higher. See, it's not as good as you think it is. It's not as good, I guess. And then we got Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out shortly which after. Which is 100%. Is it? No, no I don't think it's... A, it's in the 90s, it I think, right? A 91, so it's two better than... than uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, so, uh, what I'm hearing is, I'm right, and you're wrong. <laughs> Because no. uh, Guardians is better than Winter Soldier. I'm entitled to my own opinion. Don't uh, steal my life. <laughs> so, let's see. Avengers had a 92% Rotten Tomatoes. Iron Man had a uh, blah, blah, blah. 91, I think. Let's see. I just had it. Apologize. I'm just kind of scrolling through everything here. Uh, do. 94, so actually Iron Man is higher than the Avengers. And I think that's still, to this date, the the best-reviewed one. Let me check. It's either going to be, Gar- if anything that beat it, it's probably Guardians 2 or Spider-Man. Uh, Guardians 2 has an 82, so that didn't even come close. Spider-Man Homecoming has a 92. What did I say Iron Man had? 94. 94. So I don't think anything beat it to this day. That's interesting that the the strongest, the best reviewed film is still the first one. So that is really interesting. But I mean, that's kind of what happens a lot of times. Like the first one is always the best one, uh, or the best reviewed one. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the best and then, one. And then from then on, it just kind of chasing the stars. There's nowhere to go but down after this point. Um, so I think the next. Well, I mean, if it was at a hundred, that would definitely be true. Right. <laughs> you can't get a hundred and one. Um, I think the next big question is: Will they ever make a uh, critically poorly reviewed? Like, say what you want if you think the movie is not entertaining at all. But as far as the critic side, will they make one that ever is a negatively reviewed movie? I, I, yes. I always used to say, um, what will come first, a positively reviewed DC movie or a negatively reviewed Marvel movie? And DC came first with Wonder Woman, um, which I think has a higher score than any of these films, actually. I think the Wonder Woman has like a 95 or something like that. Really? Uh, let me double check. That's interesting, because I actually prefer the DC Universe characters, not necessarily the movies, but I prefer those characters over the Marvel Universe characters. Really? I always find DC characters kind of boring. Like, um, you shut your mouth. Like they Bat- got Superman. Like Batman's pretty cool, but like uh, Superman kind of bore. Uh, let's see. Rotten Tomatoes gave Wonder Woman a ninety-two, so it's one under. Still not. One under Still Iron not. Man. Um, but Superman always no, two under under Man. Oh yeah, Iron Man. 
94. Superman always bo- bored me because nothing can stop him. It's just like, what's... It's... There's kryptonite, man. Yeah. Kryptonite. Plot device kryptonite just there to be whenever he... it's needed. So nothing can physically stop him, yeah, but emotionally things can stop him. Like, that's... <laughs> his fault is almost his, uh... His, uh, loyalty. Because bringing it back to Game of Thrones, that's what killed Ed Stark. Oh, whoa, spoilers. This is not my Game of Thrones podcast. Spoiler alert, Ned Stark died. If you If you don't know that by now, I'm sorry, but where have you been? <laughs> um, and then, while we're talking mostly about the, the cinematic universe, we'll kind of briefly go over what the TV's got in store, because... So, far from the oh, movies, the Marvel's also got a whole bunch of TV shows that's going on. Um, consisting it's got of Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield, Agent Carter, which was canceled unfortunately because um, it was terrible. Uh, but the actress is so. Cool. I never actually, never actually watched it. I like, I like the actress. Um, so I, was, I do like that actress, but I did not even, I didn't even like the concept of Agent Carter for some reason. Yeah, I remember. It, Trailer for it and being like, I'll skip that one. And then we got uh, Inhumans, which is coming out. Um, which looks like it'll be great, but I'm scared. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Because I don't know, I don't know if it'll be, I don't know if it'll be that good. Uh, I want it to be really good, but I don't know if it will be. Because I haven't watched much of Agents of Shield, but I've watched some of it, and it, for the most part, it's been fairly disappointing for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm still catching up in Agents of Shield. I, I'm not all the way through as I should, but I will say what I have seen is kind of forgettable. I hear it really picks up, especially after a certain event, um, and then it kind of goes full, right. full out. That's what I hear too, but I can't I can't seem to get to that point. <laughs> and that and it's like it's a show that you kind of do need to watch uh, in succession, not like one of those ones where you can just like pick an episode. Uh, I mean, they do kind of have Monster of the Week, sort of, but right. with that show, you do kind of need to watch all the episodes leading up to it. And if I can't even get to the part where it picks up, then I just have issues with the writing. Yeah, and I think the problem with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where it suffers, is it's not any specific character as what the Netflix series has to offer with Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Um I, I think Daredevil is probably the best out of all of them. Season one and two are both. Season one is probably one of the greatest things I've seen on Netflix. Probably season one is great. I love season two, but not because of Daredevil. But the Punisher was so great. Yeah, the Punisher. That, the Punisher made season two. Um, season two for Daredevil. If the Punisher had not been in season two, I don't think it would have held as well as it did. Yeah, because season two focused too much on being a lawyer, and it's something my my dad tells me. He's like. When I was reading these comics growing up, it was just that, oh, Matt Murdock also was a lawyer. It wasn't, like, page after page of him being in a courtroom and trying to deal. It's just, like, that wasn't what it was about. It was him being Daredevil. Um, just, that was his, it was just that was his day job. That's how he made money. Right. His real job was being Daredevil. Yeah. Right. Um, Jessica Jones, I thought was kind of average. I um, really like I really liked Jessica Jones. Uh, I liked... David Tennant again. It wasn't Jessica. It wasn't Jessica Jones that I liked. It was David Tennant. David, I liked his power. I liked how they made him the Man in Purple. Yeah, uh, David Tennant was like how they did it in a weird like way. 
Yeah, he was definitely he made that season. So I I, I worry what it will be like without him. Um, yeah, and then we got. I have not seen the other two though. I have not seen Luke Cage or Iron Fist. I am about halfway through Luke Cage, and Iron Fist is is a is a hard one to get through. I, I'll admit that. It's uh, I, I don't know what's wrong with it because I, I, I like the actor. He's he plays is so Loris from Game of Thrones, um, and it's just I don't, I don't know what's wrong with it. But it's definitely Marvel's weakest production ever. Um, I, I think it just that's suffers, what I've heard. I think it just suffers from being an origin story, um, where Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage kind of already start, you know. Uh, well, here he has. Well, a... Daredevil, Daredevil was an origin story. Jessica Jones wasn't. It was an origin story, but he kind of had. He didn't have to see him like really get blind and everything. Like the same with like Iron Man or something like that, or watch. You know, watch... No, you don't see. You don't see how he gets all that stuff, but you do see how he becomes Daredevil. Right. Um, and then this is all leading up to the TV version of the Avengers, which is called the Defenders. The Defenders. Uh, starting the, coming out this August. Um, featuring so future Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and um, Iron Fist all as one, um, which would be pretty. Co- I'm I'm excited for that. And then the Punisher will have his own show coming out uh, later this year. It has been a release date, and that I'm a little worried about because the Punisher show. Yeah, because... I'm excited for it, but also I am a little worried about it too because I don't know if he can hold his own show. Right. I mean, he was great in this... season two of Daredevil. There's but been can the Punisher be relatable enough during uh, for an entire series? Right. There's been what three Punisher films before this? Two Punisher films, and and they all just terrible. And I, I think you know you could say it's bad direction, bad writing, whatever you want. But in the day, you have this guy that just like brutally murders people as the main character, um, which doesn't really sit well like with an audience. Like it has its own cult following, but like. I think that's one of the reasons why it fails is because you just have this terrible person. You just have those, you, yeah. It's um, a terrible thing. It's, you know why he's doing it, so it's not uh, it's not unjustified, his killing, but it's his justification just isn't enough. Right, so, unless he has, unless Daredevil kind of takes a back seat and he's in the, episode, in the seasons, I'm not sure what's going on with the Punisher show. Um, I'm excited for it because I think the performance was really great, and um, if if it's the same style of Daredevil, it definitely will be kind of like the the TV shows kind of Netflix shows have their own realm because it's definitely not for the same audience that would be for the Avengers and Iron Man. Definitely, it's it's a lot more violent and it it wouldn't work on film because Marvel. I don't think Marvel would put out an R-rated film. Um, I mean, there was a whole bunch of this with the stuff with uh with um Deadpool, which. Is not, mm-hmm. Which is not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, it, it's still owned by Sony, and Marvel has the rights to it, obviously. But it's not considered part of like you're not going to see Deadpool showing up in Infinity War, you know, showing his junk and making <laughs> making dirty jokes. Um, right. I think I think Deadpool. I mean, it's the same thing with the X Men too, right? Yeah, I mean, X Men are still owned by Sony, so. There, there's a big back and like they just got Spider-Man back um, and it, it still has Sony's logo when you watch Spider-Man on it but um, before that Spider-Man 2 was coming out during that, when MCU was going on Spider-Man 2 was not part of MCU because at that point Sony owned it so there's a whole bit legal back and forth with who owns what at this point um, point is Marvel's still getting all this money whether or not it's being part of the cinematic universe um, 
But there is so many films, and there's so many to come. And I don't know about you, but I'm not tired of seeing a single one of them. Okay, I guess you're not either. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> neither am I. I'll still go see them. I'll see them all. I'll give my money until I'm broke. Uh, you know, Disney, Disney needs more money. I heard they're suffering. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot that Disney owns Marvel. They, they, got, they spent $6 billion in Star Wars. They could use some money to make up. Yeah, that, that, happened, so. that happened while we worked there, didn't it? Oh, my God, yeah. Well... I don't know. I think right after. No, it happened, happened when I worked there the they, first time. They bought Marvel when I worked for Disney, and then they bought Star Wars after I left. Yes, that's what that's happened. It. And I'm pretty sure Disney is just going to own all of us, and I'm okay with that. I mean, they already, they already do. Google and Disney. They're taking out buy stocks now. I mean, <laughs> oh, don't you know? I'm not a stock. Still owner. really expensive. Don't don't take advice from me. I know nothing about stocks. Um. This is the Financial Advisory <laughs> Podcast, where Andy just gives random ed financial advice. Amazon, buy. Tesla, buy. Whatever you want, just buy it. Buy high, sell low. That's what I always say. Um, wow, you're a terrible <laughs> financial advisor. That's what they say. But anyway, so there's a lot to come, and I'm, I'm super looking forward to what comes next. Uh, we'll be doing a Game of Thrones episode um, after next Sunday. We're only a few days away from that. So until then, I'm Andrew. I'm Doug. And we'll see you later. Bye. Goodbye.